Hello, this is uh, the first episode of Nothing But Bricks, um, the podcast where I would speak to people in the Lego community and talk to them about what it is that uh, they are involved in in the Lego community, whether it's brick films or uh, custom figures or, um, you know, just buying the sets in general. Um, Yeah, uh, so this is... Uh, in this episode, I talked to uh, Framework 5, also known as Looking Cool Joker. Um, we, I actually put up a post in a Discord server uh, looking for guests. It was a, a stop-motion server um, saying anyone who enjoys Lego in general uh, and wants to be on the podcast, let me know. And uh, he messaged me and uh yeah we we um recorded the episode the next day after he he messaged me and we arranged a time and everything um also a couple other things that i wanted to mention um i am now streaming on twitch if you want to uh, follow me on twitch so you can catch the next next twitch stream uh, the link will be in the description and if you want to be a guest on this podcast um all you have to do all you have to do is message me on Instagram or Twitter those links will be in the description as well uh, and just say hey I want to come on the podcast and then yeah we can go from there and figure it out um, also I'm hoping to do a segment in the future where I answer people's questions that they have for where uh, the guest and I would answer the questions so if you have any questions, uh, that are Lego related at all. Uh, I'll do an episode with if I have a brick, another brick filmer on. Uh, Framework Five was also a brick filmer, um, but if I have another brick filmer on, uh, I'll, I'll answer all the brick film related questions. And then if I have a just general Lego enthusiast on, I'll just answer the um, Lego related questions just overall. So if you have any questions. You can, you know, leave them in the comments section, or you can DM me on Instagram or Twitter, and I'll, I'll let me know also in the comment or in the question if you want me to um, say that you left the question. So if you want it to be anonymous, let me know as well. Uh, yeah, if you want to check out Framework 5's YouTube channel, I'll leave it linked in the description as well. Um, yeah, so without further ado, here is the conversation with Framework 5, a.k.a. Looking Cool Joker. Enjoy. This is episode one of the Nothing But Bricks podcast. Uh, today I am joined with Looking Cool Joker. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi. Yeah, that's my um, introduction. Okay. Um, so... Uh, what kind of involvement do you have with the Lego community? Well, I started off by just kind of collecting Lego, and then I stopped collecting it and took a break for a minute, and then I started building it. And doing that, I kind of got into wanting to do brick filming more after I saw a lot of other videos about it, because while I was searching up Lego. 
Right. Um, which, uh, was there anyone in particular that got you into it or? Well, at the beginning, it was more of Michael Hickox, just because he was the first one I found. But now I'm just kind of more advanced into people like Silly Penta, um, let's see, uh, Mind Game Studios, and a bunch, and more people who are just kind of made more serious brick films rather than just kind of how Michael Hickox makes these comedy ones, because I, I see that he puts the work into them, which is nice, but it's just, I feel like he could do so much more with, because he has a test on one of the videos that he had a test and it was about Chewbacca and it was kind of like a horror like skit and I feel like if he would have continued doing something with that it would have maybe got more of an interest to a bigger audience which kind of with him stopping to do that it kind of made me feel like he's not gonna go and do any more other videos so he's not really going to advance besides just doing the comedy ones so i kind of found that they're just kind of boring and the same yeah like it is important to push your own limits i suppose with what you create but it's also important to stay on your brand so that people will um the people who subscribe to your videos and enjoy your videos would want to keep watching them but yeah i get what you're saying with the trying to change it up to keep it um fresh yeah well how about you um well i just made a six minute video recently um that took me like four months um uh it's just a marvel uh video with tried to mix in like comedy bits of comedy and bits uh balance the comedy and the action properly um so yeah just kind of uh, had fun with it really was the the top priority for me when I was making it good good I always like when people put a nice kind of balance in their videos depending on what video it is yeah um what kind of uh videos do you make well what I've been kind of aiming to is I try to make certain recreations of videos but as of I don't have certain parts to uh in certain parts and figures it's more of just the figures because I have some of the figures like I wanted to do a Captain America Civil War re uh, recreation but I was actually planning on doing the whole movie but the thing is is after what happened now and what we're all going through it kind of dimmed down of how I was able to earn things earn money to buy some of the figures so now I can't really buy some of the things that I was going to like the Captain America helmet along with the shield so without his shield it just kind of looks weird because I have the Captain America figure from the Outrider attack but that only involves him and from the figure from Infinity War along with Endgame, so I don't have his shield anymore. Because I think I lost it, so I can't do that. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so um, what kind of videos have you made, like, in the past? Um, 
Well, when I was in, let's see, I would say when I was in seventh grade, so it's about four years ago, I did a, uh, this kind of comedy one along with kind of just a, a kind of serious one. It was for my media teacher. She found out that I was doing uh, Lego stop motion and she thought that was really cool. So she wanted me to present one for the class. And I decided just to, because since it's school, I can't do anything bad with it. I kind of went with a more comedy one along with just kind of a, I don't know how to explain it. It was just a figure kind of just saying random stupid stuff. So once I did that, I kind of got, I started feeling more like I thought comedy was where it was at because a lot of people liked it. They found it funny. And then I started doing more comedy, but then I started, like I said earlier, I found more serious brick filmers and long with videos. So I decided to kind of do more videos that were more directed towards a, a, a older audience just because they would at least see the work instead of if it's a younger audience some might not see the work that you put in for it yeah for sure like um with kids uh, it might bring more in a few like do like michael hecox type videos but um for adults they can definitely appreciate um yeah, they definitely appreciate the amount of effort that you put into every frame. Yeah, they can see the work that you, the amount of work and time they put in, especially with certain people who do brick films themselves. They know the the ex, the experience you have to have to do certain scenes and the work that is put into it, and then they appreciate it more, and then you kind of appreciate it more when they leave a a nice comment about it. Yeah, I think that's why um, the whole brick filming community is such a positive one for people to be a part of because they can appreciate that. Um, like if, if there's someone only starting out and it's a bit choppy or something, they can still appreciate that they put a lot of time and effort into it and it's something that they really care about and are passionate about. Yeah, I'm currently working on a, a project where it involves zombies with like other people in a desert. It's it was deciding to make it more of a lighter thing so I could show it to other people. But then I decided with talking to other people, like my friends, I was deciding, well, if I do more of a younger audience, they might not understand some of the jokes that I want to put in. So I was like, well, I can just do an older audience. And if the younger audience does eventually see it, then if they get the joke, maybe they'll appreciate it, but at least the older audience and some some other people who will get the joke will enjoy the film a little bit more. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, So uh, can you tell me a bit more about the zombie video? Well, I was eventually deciding on it just being a kind of sniper one, a sniper video where he's up in a desert in this tower and he was uh, going to take out these targets that he's trying to aim for. But I was deciding that if I do that, I have to make it a more bigger base because I don't 
the base plate is decently large and the if I made more of a base like a structure for the people he's aiming for it would just kind of take up more of the base plate and I could just do one like wall and then add some details to it making it look like it's just a bigger base but then I'm like it's going to be harder for them to stand because I don't want to have to just only do like two by twos and then have them just standing behind the wall so you don't see them because I'm like that just might be too much work and a lot more uh annoying because I because they might fall and then I don't have dragon firm or anything like that to use onion skin so I don't want to mess it up and then it's choppy and we're there going in different spots and then just kind of ruins the film all right so um what kind of software would you use to make your videos well I use the uh Logitech C920 webcam along with its uh program to um use the Logitech C9 webcam but the thing is is it can take pictures but and you can see the last picture you took but it's hard to see some of the things so what I chose to use is the stop motion studio um pro app on my laptop but it won't connect to my webcam so I just use that to compile all the photos and make it the speed I want it to and then I put them into Filmora 9 and then for effects and stuff, I just use like the Filmora stock images and the sound effects along with their videos that they provide if you get the film stocks and kind of the other like free sound org and production crate to do other things. Um, so how long would it take you to do about like five seconds of animation? Um, I would say probably about seven hours depending if i really want to make it good well, not seven hours but more of just it takes longer because i don't because i'll retake the shot so many times without because i don't have a playback thing so it, sometimes it might take seven hours just because i am trying to look at the photo make sure it's right and each shot i take i have to i want to make sure it looks the best and i have to sometimes i'll redo a shot like seven times depending on how bad it is or how long it is if it's a longer shot i'll just decide you know what it's fine it might look a little bad but then i'll make my kind of other parts a little better but working on this part i won't get the project done until next year and I want to be able to have this done at least within whatever time frame I had chosen. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I did that as well. I set myself a, a deadline for when I had to finish the video, the Marvel video I was talking about. So I just kind of tried to set it for like early May, um, which is kind of funny because I finished it like May 1st. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so then I was able to get it out the day after. But um yeah, I I totally get the like being unhappy with every frame uh, well, not every frame, but like being unhappy with some frames and just trying to get that one frame over and over and then I kind of just realize after that, like, oh it's only one frame. Just keep going and get more done. 
Yeah. It might be one frame, but that one frame can mean a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, what is the most difficult part that um you found of the brick film process as a whole? Well, I I used to find that editing would be kind of more daunting task just because sitting there in front of the computer, not having some of the softwares, I have to just figure out how to do other things. And then I'm almost like, well, you know, I can just like for some of the things that I want to do, like masking, I always thought that was so like, I could never do that because I never had Photoshop or anything that like that. But now that I found other softwares that I've actually tried to find instead of just saying, well, I don't have it. I can't do that. So I found GIMP. Now I can um, do my masking along with that. But for me at the moment, I would say just kind of being, being able to sit there and just only film without like any onion skinning or a playback thing because it makes it a lot more annoying and harder to want to do it because I find if I'm able to see my progress why I'm animating instead of have to compile the photos back into a, uh, an app I can just see them right there it makes it more that I want to continue because I see how my progress is going and how far I've gone yeah seeing um yeah how how it's going while you're making it is a big help for me as well like I do five seconds at a time and then edit it and mask whatever needs to be masked and uh, after effects and different things and then once I get that five seconds that's kind of like a motivation for me to keep going for the next few seconds again and then it's just kind of a loop that keeps me going for the whole thing yeah yeah um so what's your favorite part about the whole process the part I would have to say Actually, which is kind of ironic because I always hated editing, I would find editing more of a better thing, a better, what is it, a better category for brick filming afterwards, the best part. Yeah, um, yeah, that's kind of my favorite as well, actually, because it's like, you know that you can just relax, I suppose, with the editing part because... You have to really concentrate uh, hard on how perfectly you have to move the figure and like all the uh, principles that you have to follow and then when you can edit you can just like see it all come together at like the last step yeah yeah i used to um edit my videos all afterwards so i would have everything video done but i think editing at least for me editing all the video like when I'm done with a certain part I can mark that off and then go to the next scene but I can edit that scene and then once I see how that's edited and I've done the effects and all that now I can see well I have this and this along with I can have this edited and so I don't have to worry about if it's a two-hour like masking thing because if I take a lot of photos of somebody trying to fly or a spider-man swinging his web I already have him masked out so I don't have to worry about him doing that and now after I've had him all masked I can 
now I don't have to worry about doing that again, so I can just do another mask, and then I don't have to worry about having another four hours of GIMP, of editing, and all that. Yeah, I'd, I'd be the same, like I'd uh, mask out all the frames right after, and then put them all together, and then uh, just edit whatever effects last, and then sound effects after, and voice acting clips and stuff. Yeah. Um. So what was the uh, hardest thing you've ever had to film before? Build? Film. Um, Sorry. I, I had to build this whole city once because I was doing a Mickey Mouse skit. He wanted everybody to buy his Disney Plus. So I had to make certain things where he could, like, if you wanted to punch through a wall, I had to make certain things. Like, uh, like I had to make certain things easy to take out, like a wall if I wanted to took out, take out. So I would use, like, these um, jumper plates and I would put the walls on that and then if once i wanted to him like smashing a wall i could have just able to take off the wall and take off the part that he was smashing but the problem with that is i constantly had to take the wall apart and then i had to put it back together and the jumper plates they're not sturdy because they just have a hole in them so i constantly had to put them back on after i would touch them because I was using a I was using two two thirty two by thirty two base plates. They're not small small but the thing is, is having a city and him going everywhere it makes it harder to not hit the walls and then fall over. In like a couple of shots I had to redo because I didn't notice I hit some of the wall and it fell off so I was gonna edit the thing. I was done with the project and I'm like shoot it's, it fell over. That just looks so bad. So I had to redo that shot, and it was a pretty hefty uh, shot. It took me like two hours to finish it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really like when uh, brick filmers in general can come up with creative um things to get past different restrictions that uh, Lego figures and bricks might have. Like uh, you're saying, the the wall. Or, like, I was watching a brick film where someone, uh, I think it was Piganimation, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but, um, he, you know the way, like, Batman's cape kind of goes over his whole body whenever he's just, like, standing still? Yeah. So he, he figured out a way to get, like, two capes at the same time on the front and the back, so it looked like it was, like, all the one cape, it was really cool. So I think just, like, creative ways of figuring out how to execute a certain scene is really cool in brick filming especially yeah that's why i enjoy watching behind the scenes animations because you can see the process of process of how it goes but only some brick filmers cho choose to do behind the scenes which is kind of upsetting because i do and that's one of the best parts of how of watching a film at least for me it's because i can see something how they did it and then I want to incorporate that in my film or I just want to know how they fit, done it did it I like to look at the um, behind the scenes and see if they show that process which makes it kind of a more new learning style that you can use so now now you have another idea 
if you want to do something else. So kind of behind the scenes can help other people with animations. So that's why I always like to do behind the scenes. Yeah, it's, I, I really enjoy those videos as well. Just seeing that it, it was actually made by people and not like this thing that like if someone has someone's skill level is like way uh, beyond mine and then you can see oh it, it just they are very experienced and then they show all these different uh, steps that they take and stuff it's kind of inspiring I think um yeah really insightful as well yeah of course um so do you do voice like do you voice your own characters or do you get voice actors in well currently i haven't really done many voice um um voice videos like videos that involves voice i've just kind of done like videos that are just kind of more serious that i don't involve voicing but with my mickey mouse one i chose to do voices because i wanted him to you know tell everybody to buy him Disney Plus, so I had to, so I voiced Mickey Mouse just because I thought it would be easier because he has more voice lines and more kind of longer voices, so I was like, if I do it, it might be easier, but I've gotten other people to voice for me, just kind of little like, ah, or just a little sentence or two. But most of the voices, if I do voices in my videos, it's just more normally me. Because it's a lot easier. Hmm, that's really cool. Um, How would you sync up the audio with the video like while you're animating to make sure that it fits properly? Well, usually I do a, what's it called? WavePad um, sound editor, sound editor, and then I just record it and then I put it into my editing software, which is Filmora 9, and then I kind of I make sure I, I listen to the audio first and then I put it in the audio soundtrack and then I just kind of have to, I cut out the parts that don't involve the sound and then I just find them talking and so I just kind of cut it up from there. I like to just have the parts that, I'm, that involve sound and I cut those parts so I just see those so I don't put the audio into the other parts that involve sound or voice. Cool, yeah. That uh, must take a really long time as well. It does. It probably would be easier if I didn't put all the, if I didn't cut up all the uh, extra, or the video that it doesn't involve sound, but I just kind of feel, at least for me, that it kind of works a little bit better. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything that works for someone that improves their quality of their work film is what they should be doing, I think. Um, yeah, always. Yeah. So do you keep up with different sets, that, like Lego sets that would be coming out? Uh, I used to. I used to buy a lot of sets, but I just kind of buy more parts and minifigures at certain stores just as I find I have a lot of parts to build a bunch of things, so I don't really build sets. Most of the sets I use, I just take apart because I I like the the parts, so it 
makes it a lot easier to have a lot more things to make bigger sets. So that's why I usually take them apart. But I do have a kind of shelf in my room that does have some sets that I don't take apart because they're useful in recreations or just if I want to put them in, I don't want to do the work to build them all. But I used to buy all the sets because I found that some of them were just awesome. But now I just kind of buy minifigures. But I have bought some sets recently just because I find that. But I find some of the sets, they are good to either to save because I, they might be uh, worth more in the future. Or they're just kind of nice to have if I do want them because I do have some sets that I haven't opened yet. Because I don't know if I should take them apart. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, I know there are people who like would collect all the different kind of sets on eBay and stuff. Um, yeah. What's your? You were talking before about uh, making comedy videos and enjoying that. But are there any other genres that you have explored before? Uh, it's. I don't do comedy videos much more anymore so i kind of do more action along with like serious and sci-fi because i really like the kind of sci-fi uses all these like nice colors like what well, colors because you know most sci-fi films have like aliens or they have monsters and stuff i always found that in movies the best at least in my opinion we like the all the gun battles with the blaster with blasters and like, one of the shows I've been watching is Vagrant Queen, and I enjoy kind of just how they do some of the stupid monsters and how they do galaxies, and when they go to a different galaxy, they always like to put in the comments, a galaxy, not yours. So, I just always kind of find that just little kind of things like that just kind of make the film more funny and more kind of entertaining. Yeah, um, yeah, I I would be the same with sci-fi type stuff like uh, yeah, and Marvel of DC and different things like uh, Star Wars, um, just all those uh, those three things are kind of the the main uh, genres I suppose that I'd go to when writing a script for a video, um. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you want to talk about it or? Well, um, you know, some people used to write scripts and I used to always write scripts along with it. And then I found that writing scripts just kind of for the films that I would used to do would make it kind of more kind of harder to do because I dislike kind of like sitting there just at my computer screen and then just writing writing a script because then I find like yeah it makes sometimes the story a little better but I will write scripts for some parts but I don't think most people do this but I'll write parts like for some action scenes like if it's a fight scene or uh, like a certain battle but then the other ones I'll just leave out because I find that if I can just figure out what I want with it along with kind of the script I can figure a little bit more out as I go, because writing a whole script is nice, but I always find that it makes it a lot harder to do. And with not writing a script, I can always usually 
it, it makes the animation a little bit easier for me. Yeah, um, when I was writing the, the Marvel video, um, I had a very uh, concrete, I suppose, vision of what was going to happen, and then kind of realized, like, maybe I shouldn't care as much about, like, having it exactly how it is in my head, and just uh, show, like, what I want to show, rather than having it, like, exactly how it is in my head, but, um, yeah, uh, for action, for fight scenes, uh, especially, that's, I, I like to improvise a lot of it, because, like, fight scenes are, um, it makes it look more natural, like, it f makes it flow better, in my opinion, um, so, um, there's one scene where, uh, Spider-Man is fighting Carnage in a video that I did, and, uh, the point that I was trying to get across was that they're just having a, a conversation, like Spider-Man and Edith are having a conversation, um, so you're meant to like focus on their conversation rather than the action side. So it was the fight was meant to um, show that, like, it's just a fun visual, really, for for that part. So yeah. Yeah, that seems really interesting. I'm I'm have to go check that video out. <laughs> Yeah, um, have to check your stuff out as well. If it's, is it up on YouTube? Uh, no, because I've currently been kind of, I've deleted some of my videos just because I didn't like the way they looked. So I've just decided once I'll do this first project, I'll, I'll upload more videos. But I find that if I do, if I just upload videos more to a channel, I kind of don't like the, if I don't, I like the feedback that some people will, um, but I kind of deleted some of the videos that I thought that were just like, it's not my style and it might make my channel look like it's more of a something of a channel that it's not because a lot of the videos that I posted that were older were comedy videos like from a year ago. Well, actually like three years ago and two years ago. But I was like, but it makes probably people think it's just a comedy channel and not more of a a channel that I like now that's more serious on recreations because I haven't posted any of those videos yet because they're still being edited. But uh, so I decided I was just like, once they're all edited, I'll post them and then it might make the channel look a little bit more different in how I want it. Yeah, it's a, um, like I was saying before, it's, it's good to stick to a certain brand so that uh, the people who subscribe to you can stick around and they they don't get fed up with the like if there's too much variety but it's also nice to not do the same type of stuff over and over again so it's finding a balance is important as well oh yeah always yeah um yeah uh what's your favorite video that you've made um, one that's currently being, um, uh, in production is actually the zombie one. I find that really fun just because I always, I got the influence and the kind of idea to do it is on a, it was on the official stop motion server and there, or no, it was actually on the brick film day, uh, 
server, and I there was a guy who had this um, profile picture with a with a sniper, and it was in front of him. You know, the kind of like sniper, not the sniper like where it's their arms are fully back, so it you can see the whole body and the whole sniper, and they kind of took the arm off and to make it look like he's holding the the side of the sniper and his other hand is holding the bottom of it so it looks like he's about to aim it i got the influence from that and i was like that's actually kind of cool i like that so i was like well i kind of did want to do kind of a more war and action video so i was like i'll do that because i had a an action video that i still have but it was gonna involve um these three guys they were these three guys, they were in the military and they were ordered to take out this, these two men. And I was going to have them in a big, um, like I was going to have the helic, a helicopter raised down. And then they were going to drop them down on these, this big mountain. And the mountain was going to surround, be like a big circle almost. And in the center was going to be this big, or somewhat big, um, building where they would have to infiltrate and actually one would be a sniper and have to do kind of would that was the main part I was aiming for because I really liked I thought the idea of him sniping at least I just found it really fun to animate but I kind of stopped doing it when I was doing the blue because I don't have a green screen so I just, I just do blue screen which is basically the same but I was I was doing the helicopter and I was doing it. It's gonna have him landing, but then I found that I found that the helicopter kind of it was gonna be a lot harder because I've animated um, airplanes and jets before, but I've never animated a helicopter and I was trying to, but I couldn't really get it right. And then I was like, I could have them just doing a truck or something, but it might just look weird. So I just decided, I'll scrap that idea. And then, like, two days later, I saw that profile figure. I was like, well, I do have the set built. So I thought, oh, I'll just do that. And it took me a while to build a set. I had to really spend some time building Which I'm happy the way the set turned out. I think it really gives some detail. Like, my, I try to add as much detail and different colors I can to kind of make it look a dirtier building, but like it gives it gives it more detail instead of just a plain tan building, because it just kind of gives it nothing to the eye to look at. So I was like, I so I decided to put more effort and detail into it more in my sets, and I like the way it turned out. So I'm gonna try and continue and finish this project. Yeah, that's cool. It's like I was saying earlier, like. Uh, it's important to have a vision in your head, but also just go with whatever you're, you're happy with. Like, if you're not happy with how, how a certain thing is, then it's important to stick to your gut, I suppose, of just going with um, your own, you know, how you feel. Like, if if you're happy with something, then you just go with that instead while maintaining an overall story that you want to uh tell yeah of course i have a question for you 
Even if this is your podcast, do you mind me asking you a question? That's okay, yeah. What is your thought on doing mouth animation? In my animations, I try to do mouth animations just kind of, I th- I kind of feel like it gives it more of a, just kind of a little bit more, it's more effort, but it kind of makes it a little bit more nicer and you can see who's talking instead of them just doing a close-up or raising their arms because I feel like nobody really does that. Like when you're looking at somebody, because I try to go for a little bit more realism because I find realism makes the animation a little better my opinion so i like I can, instead of just moving the arms i feel like doing the mouth animation kind of gives it a little bit more pizzazz yeah um well i've never really uh done any mouth animation but i, I really like it when people put that extra that extra realism into their projects like uh the i didn't do it for my recent video though because it was only one character with a mouth that you could see, because the rest of them were, like, in masks, so, um, yeah, but that would be a cool thing to, uh, learn in the future, yeah. Oh, I always find the thing about doing mouth animation is, is I find it harder to do it when there, it's a side view, because then I, it's hard, because I don't have any editing software to make it, like, bend so i can't really if i do a mouth animation from there it looks a little bit more like the 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 effect i guess you would say is kind of just you could see that it would just be plopped onto the screen and not like to the side of him i don't know how to explain it but it, it looks weird at least when i try to do it so it was just like I try not to do side views when I'm doing mouth animations, which is another reason why I try to not do voicing because it makes it a little bit harder. Um, yeah, I've noticed like some videos with mouth animation uh, in, involved, but also have difficulty with the side view because it's like from a very uh, hard to, like you can't really draw over the the angle because they're turned to the side so yeah I, I totally get that yeah with that without having after effects and certain things it's just it's it's those things that you can't do and it's just like i don't want to do it now because it just makes if i can because i don't like when it the some things aren't aren't consistent like some you'll see like i'll see some things in animations where they'll have like hmm, they'll have like certain can't remember it now shoot but they'll have certain things and it will stay like that for the whole animation almost and then they'll change it and i'm like you just changed it why it it's it looks weird so i try not to do certain things like mouth animations because i've seen people do mouth animations and then they do a side view and it looks just so weird. And it's not the animation is bad, but I feel like it just kind of, you're lo- you're so in, you like it, and then it changes up, and some people don't like it. So I try not to do it because I don't want people to be like, it, it looks so weird. And I'm like, yeah, I know it does, but I can't fix it. So I try not to.
yeah it's yeah it's good to be uh not as um like we were talking about earlier with trying to not get every frame to be perfect because then it would affect the uh speed of how much work you can get done um yeah it's the same kind of thing with mouth animations as well and then when you do side views and then it doesn't look as good as you might have uh, hoped it to look um it's kind of a, a waste of time i suppose well, like that that's just my opinion on on it um but um yeah is there anything else that you wanted to um talk about or you know i see some people in certain like servers like a server i'm in with you people always like look at like these animators and they just look at what do they have what do they have and then they see oh oh they have after effects they have a dslr and then they just and they see all these like high-end products and like equipment and they're just like i don't have that oh i can't make my animation as good but then i'm like but you can, there are so many brick filmers that, like Mighty Wanderer, he made a music video with a um, Logitech C920 webcam. And I'm like, you look at these animations like, oh, here's a good example. Um, Welcome to Darkmoor. Have you seen that film? Um, I think I watched like the first few minutes and then I must have forgot about the re watching the rest of it, but it was, it was good <laughs> from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah it is good. What he uses, he used he used a Logitech C920 webcam along with um, Adobe's. Uh, they have an editing software, uh, Premiere Elements. It's a one-time buy. It's a hundred dollars. I'm like, he used a webcam that was decently cheap. I don't know how much it is now. It was cheap when I got it, but and a hundred-dollar editing software along with I think he might have used GIMP, but um, he used these. Premiere Elements, which is if you have the money and you don't have the money for some other things, it's worth a buy. So I'm like, he used these kind of cheap things that you can buy. So I'm like, if you just look at some animations, they don't all have the high-end DSLRs and the, all these things. They just use what they have and like people like Edbound and all these people they've you they before they had all these dslrs and stuff they used these the smaller equipment and they built they've upgraded and built up their their equipment by using what they had and they've and earning things you know and then they just i'm kind of tangling myself with words but they've upgraded throughout the time as they've been brick filming so they've gotten better as they've done it and they don't because some people will buy the most best animations and equipment they can at the start and then their animation is trash i'm not i'm not trying to be mean but sometimes their animation isn't the best because they focus their time and effort onto the equipment and what other people have instead of what their animation look like and how their style is they haven't found how their style, what, and how to just get better at animation. They've just focused on what their animation looks like, not how it is. 
Yeah, I, I was totally the same, like, back in 2016, up until just recently, I realized I should probably be focusing more on the the animation than um, the actual equipment, and I also, uh, my equipment wasn't great though as well, but I was just focused more so on the equipment that I didn't spend time on improving my animation skills, and then that really showed in my older videos. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, um. There's actually an even better example, though. In another Discord server, there is a guy, Random Bricks Animations. Uh, he uses a iPhone, iMovie, and, like, a $5 um, video, uh, like, Saber effect, Saber effects stuff to make his Star Wars animations, and that's an even a better example. He just uses his iPhone, iMovie is free, which is good that iMovie is free, and he uses a $5 app. So with that, I mean, the iPhone is more expensive, but I've seen people just use their Androids, and he has very smooth, nice animations. He's worked on his his animations instead of just buying all these equipment, which I find that really, I find that like he's a really good filmer for that because I like people who use what they have and they don't just buy everything they can. I really find that since he d did that, I find he's really trying to make his animations better instead of just buying the best equipment. Yeah, yeah, it is uh, kind of a a thing that um, beginners would beginner people who are starting out like they they want their stuff to stand out, which I understand. But like, if they have good animation and a good story overall, well, sometimes the story doesn't even have to be good. Just as long as the animation is always improving in everything they do, it's um then that's really how people become more, um, you know, uh, more known to, uh, more, I don't know, uh, popular, I suppose, on YouTube and different places. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, so I suppose, like, going back to what you were saying about equipment, um, like Forest Fire 101 and stuff, uh, I was listening to a podcast actually. The, I was listening to a podcast that he was on actually, and uh, he said that when he was starting out, it was just like with a old camcorder that he had, um, and then he improved his. Like I, I find that uh, the bigger YouTubers would try to improve their animation skills rather than their equipment, and then once they have the better animation, then they can upgrade to better equipment i think that's kind of the pattern for the the um bigger uh, names in the community yeah i actually heard that podcast too i really found out like he is a professional animator and as a professional animator it shows that you can just come with the basic stuff and then you can make your way up to his animations that are really really smooth i'll say smooth 
yeah um yeah like if you go through all his videos you can see he gets better and better every video and um his stuff is always consistently funny as well which is important for any genre that you keep it like consistent for that genre it's in yeah yeah um so is there anything else that you wanted to uh, bring up for well, something I found that was interesting in the, that podcast is he talked about how for, two, like, five months or whatever, like, his Lego Green Lantern animation and his Batman versus, yeah, Batman versus Rogul, um, he did that in one month. He did each animation in one month, and so he did it, it was kind of like a test to see how bad it would be. And because he likes to put as much effort and time into his animations. And I find that actually I watch him, those animations, I watch the other ones. I can see the difference in kind of the story of how he does it. Though I do really like the Lego Green Lantern animation <laughs> that I found really funny. That's one of my, that's actually, which is ironic because he thought they wouldn't be that good. That's actually one of my favorite, one of my favorite animations he's made. <laughs> but I really like that he was kind of talked about just the more time you can put in sometimes the more of a better animation you can get yeah for sure i i totally get that as well like with my video that i was doing since it was uh, since it was such a long uh process i grad you can see in the video i actually gradually improve in different aspects like uh syncing the mouth animations like the first first line that was said in it um it was just like two still images like he was he just pointed at him and then it stopped and then he put his hand down and then it stopped but then like halfway through the video they're much more expressive because i figured out how to do the whole uh fitting the voice over to the animation um because i also don't have dragon frame so i'd have to figure out how to do it without hearing the voiceover and seeing it matched up at the same time so um yeah it was just kind of little uh ways of pushing myself into uh, uncomfortable situations where i could figure it out and improve i think that's also um a very handy thing to do yeah i really find they can make some of the best animations Yeah, um, yeah, just, um, yeah, I, I, there are a lot of videos like that as well that people might spend a lot, a lot of time on that they get better and better as the video goes on because they're such big projects and they improve more and more during that time period. I've seen a lot of videos like that. Yeah. Um... Is there anything else that you wanted to uh, talk about? Uh, something you actually wanted to talk about is kind of the some sets that might be that are that like it was going to be that are coming out with. Now, I I know it's kind of an older thing, but actually the DC you uh, I was very excited for. Usually, I'm not excited for the mystery bags because they're shoot, the series bag. <laughs> How did I forget their name? Well, you know, you can get 
um, figures in them. Yeah, the oh, well, blind bag things. Yeah, blind bags. Yeah. Um, I found that once I I actually the way I found them out is Ash and the Flash. Yeah, Ash and the Flash. That's his name. But he talked about how what figures that might be in them and the figures I saw that that I that I was like. And they're okay, but then I was like the actual figures that have come out, and I was like, "Well, shoot, this is the only one I've actually been excited about." And I find that I I like that they put more. I I like that they decided to do more of a different style than just kind of like comedy ones, I guess, kind of like an animation. But they found more of a different style of a blind bag they could do. Because I I really like the Green Lantern figure, along with the Batmite figure. I have almost every single figure, but I was the only figure I wanted in there almost was just the uh, Green Lantern figure. I found that figure like that's one of the most um, happiest I've been for a blind pack because. I really, I saw that Green Lantern figure and I was like, I'm gonna do so many cool things with it because I just like the kind of like the printing on the back and I really find that they put more detail in some of these figures. They put more details in all the figures in each series, but I like that they put more of a, of a different style. Should be cool if they did a Marvel blind bag just to kind of do both um, universes. But I feel like the Marvel, they have so many more Marvel um, Lego sets, but the thing is, is they're more expensive, and I feel like the the DC blind bag kind of gave it more of a, it gave more people able to get some of the DC figures instead of having to buy a whole set, so it was, it's, it was a lot easier. So I really like that, because now it gave more people a chance to get some figures instead of having to go buy out, like, a Green Lantern figure. He's only in like three sets, and they're decent amount of money now because they're older, and I'm I don't like that. the 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 newest Green Lantern figure, besides the one in the blind bag, is in the I forgot what set he is in. Oh, uh, the Lego Movie Two Apocalypse Bird. But the thing is, that set's three hundred dollars, so it's like if you could pay that, or you could pay like a thirty dollar set for Green Lantern, or you could pay like I think it's a $50, like, book thing. You get him and Sinestro in this Lego book, but that's a lot of money to pay rather than just five bucks and you might get with that figure. So, I like that. Yeah, I think the the thing about uh, the DC... The, the thing about the DC figures is that there are so many different, like, Batman suits and um, Green Lanterns. Like, there are so many different green lanterns um and there are different like so many different suits for every character that it it makes for very cool like exclusive uh blind bags and stuff yeah i yeah it's nice that they're kind of going a different because each figure in there is not the same like instead of a, just a normal batman they do um batmite and i forgot what the this batman time from the universe is I've read almost every single DC and Marvel comic book, and yet I can't remember what this Batman's supposed to be from. Forgot, but I like that they kind of do more uh, of a different style for characters like the uh, Aquaman. They ha instead of his 
think it's his left arm, instead of it just two arm, they do kind of a spear, instead of just a spear that you can buy. I think they do kind of a different, I think they chose to do a different style along with a different, like, kind of universe for it, so I find that if they continue doing that, they might get more, like, more of a different also audience a little bit from certain people because a lot of people do like the blind bags but some people don't buy the blind bags just because it's just the same as the um the same as the next the next blind bag at least and these well they're not all the same they are different but at least this one you could get superheroes instead of just you know a girl with a cat or a a guy in a pizza costume. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't buy them anymore, but when I was about nine, I used to buy the Lego City ones, because uh, I just thought, like, the, the whole concept of, like, not knowing what it's going to be, but still buying it anyway, is was, like, a, a really exciting uh, feeling at that age. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, like, the, yeah, it is more worthwhile to buy, like, the the uh, branded ones, kind of like the DC or the, if they do Marvel ones at some point, um, if, or if there already are Marvel ones, I don't know. But, um, yeah, there are a lot more, like, there are so many characters that they wouldn't fit into any sets because, like, they have to go buy the, the ones that would sell at the movie sets. But since they're probably cheaper to make, the, it's probably cheaper to make the blind bags. Uh, they could make like really not well-known characters that comic book fans would appreciate uh, that they included. Yeah. It would have been nice if they added a Shazam figure in it, because the thing about it is the Shazam figure, there are two. that You can get one in a $50 Lego set with Batman and the Riddler and stuff, but that's a $50 set, and the only other, there's two, I mean, there's technically another one you could get that's not Lego, but I know some people do, like, just the plain Lego, but I'm fine if it's not just a whole Lego figure, but instead of just paying $500 for the uh, Comic-Con exclusive figure and ripping its value from taking it from its package, I thought maybe it would have been nice if they just added a shazam figure because because paying fifty dollars or five hundred dollars it's kind of a lot more than just if you would have just taken out one like i think star girls in it i think the that's the first person first uh uh character i got i think that's star girl with the blonde hair and the star and she has a tank top yeah I think that's Stargirl, and I felt that was a nice character, but then there's also a B um, character, but I'm like, it's nice, but I think they've done a B character, and like, two other sets? I don't know. No? I d no, they haven't done one. I don't know, but I felt like they could have taken out one or two of the figures and added some other figures that you normally don't get. Um, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, for sure, you can, like, uh, like, I remember, um, one of the, uh, Lego City type sets, it was, like, Halloween themed, so there was Frankenstein and then werewolves and stuff, and, uh, 
that was an exciting thing because usually at that age I only bought like Lego City sets, which never really had like uh, those kind of um, weird different type figures. Where um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you can tell that um the people who make them really care about like like it's it's like they're they have an image in their head of uh, something and they really put a lot of of what they want the figure to look like and they really put a lot of effort into um every figure so i think that they're they're really good quality um figures uh which is also good for just yeah. putting the figure on its own I did like that um, series with the Halloween ones. I was actually able to find one. I was surprised that I could find those packs last year. I forgot where I found it. I, I think I was in a store. I don't know what store it was in. But I was actually able to find like three packs of those. Or maybe it was one. I know I was able to get... Yeah, I was only able to get one. But I got the character with the crab... Because when those were out, I wasn't able to buy those because I wasn't in, I was able to get them, but I didn't buy some of those Legos. Most of the Legos I would receive was just be from, when I was younger, my grandma would get me some sets. Actually, that reminds me. When I was younger, my grandma got me a couple sets along with my dad, but some of the sets I had, they're worth a lot more money, a decent amount of money now. And I'm like, if I wouldn't have thrown those out or just, just not, I would, I would have been happy if I played with them, because then I wouldn't have been worried about opening the box, but if I wouldn't have just, like, opened the box and not been careless with my Lego, if I would have kept that, those couple of sets, I could have had more rare figures, and it's not about the money, I just like the, thought because I like some of the, I had one of the sets that's worth, like, 20 bucks now, but it was worth, like, $10 then, but, uh, it was the, Batman and Catwoman set. It's where he's a uh, Catwoman has her figure. It's um and he's in his like light grayish suit with a darker blue helmet, and along with this cape, it's the same color as his helmet. And I found that set kind of cool, and I'm like, that would have been nice to have. I mean, they're nice figures. I actually have his helmet in my tour of sort of Lego and stuff. But it would have been nice to have the figures. Yeah. So um, do you like collect them and then uh, keep the boxes and the figures in the boxes, or do you um, like uh, yeah, what's that like? Um, I always keep the boxes and the instructions. I try to keep every single bit of Lego, even if it's an extra piece, because I. I just got all my Lego sorted and all my bins and all my, all my, like, mini drawers and all my shelves and stuff. So, I, even if it's just a little piece, I put it into each, um, spot. People find this, people probably get mad at me for this, but I actually have the, I think the first Mandalorian set, which is like $800, or, I have the Mandalorian that's worth $800, but I took it apart, and a lot of people kind of not yell at me, but are really upset because they're like, do you even know how much that is worth? I'm like, yeah, it's worth like 
almost $900 with tax and everything. I know how much it's worth, but I just found some of the pieces. I'm like, I could use those pieces in some of the sets I was using. So I was like, all right, I'm going to take it apart. But everybody's like, not what what are you going to do? It's worth so much money. I'm like, I can rebuild the sets. I keep all my pieces. They're all just sorted in each each single piece that I have of my sets are in their own drawer. They're all sorted. I can rebuild it again. It's not like it's not rebuildable. I have the instructions, the box, the boxes, all my boxes I try to keep in the best condition along with the instructions just because if I do eventually ever want to give the set away or sell it, which I hope I don't because I love it all, um, I try to always keep the boxes and stuff, the sets. But I know some people don't, some some don't um, keep it, but actually what made me want to keep the sets in the boxes and along with the instructions is actually Greg and Clark. I used to watch all their their uh, shows a little bit when I was just doing other things, but I always found how he always kept the boxes and the instructions and how he was like kind of it can be worth some money along with things. And I was like, actually, that's smart. So because of them, I actually keep my boxes and instructions in nice conditions. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's really cool as well to keep the boxes because they also have some really cool like artwork type uh, stuff on all of them. They're all, <clears throat> excuse me, they're always uh, very different and like each box is going to be very different because they have to um, show what the set is. So every like pose that the figures are going to be in is always going to be uh, different and I think that's really cool yeah yeah um, um oh go ahead that's okay you can you can go ahead I was just gonna ask you if you do keep your boxes and instructions in nice conditions um well I have like a, a just one big massive box I'm kind of the, the opposite but uh of of how you keep your your stuff but I have one big massive box where I keep all the built sets in and then like uh, cars and stuff and then I, I, I think I just uh, try to hold on to the instructions so I have like instructions hidden in different spots and I don't know where they are right now but I know I have them <laughs> um, uh, yeah I, I used to keep the boxes but then uh, my brother said oh you'll get like my uh, <clears throat> excuse me mice hiding in your boxes or something and uh, he made them throw. He made me throw them all away. So um, I was a bit annoyed about that. But um, yeah, I think it's really cool to keep the boxes, though. So I I try to for as long as possible. Um, yeah. Yeah, I used to keep all my boxes and stuff in one single big box, but I was like, eh, it kind of ruins the boxes and it kind of can damage them so I just keep them all stacked up and piled. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I kinda just left them like all in like I had a like you know the way the more expensive the set is, the more the bigger the boxes are gonna be. Yeah. So I would like get all the smaller set like the the smaller boxes and then put them in the slightly bigger boxes and then just keep going until uh, like I fit them all in the massive box, um, 
and then just keep that like sitting in the corner of my room or something um yeah so i think that's yeah and then my brother made me throw them all away but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll have to start collecting the boxes again because i think they're really cool yeah i like some of the designs and choices they do it actually helps me sometimes i used to do the use the boxes like thumbnails for a little bit um if i wanted to make when when I used to make um older thumbnails for certain videos, I actually used the boxes kind of help me kind of references. I wouldn't copy them, but I kind of just kind of used some of their style, like of how they had some of the figures posted. So I was like, it's actually a kind of cool way to use it. Well, I'm gonna use that. So it kind of helped me do thumbnails. Yeah, I am. Um, I remember. I I think I did that once. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> um. I did that once for, uh, I did a, a, a Lego video where there was this, like, police guy who had to get this guy's sausage that a robber stole back to him or something. And, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I used the, I just googled, like, the, the box art thing on Google Images and then uh, used that as the thumbnail because I thought that, like, since it was cool-looking artwork that uh, it would get more clicks on it but um now i just make my own thumbnails yeah i try to just make my own thumbnails kind of gives it my, give it my own style but i still like the i still look at the thumbnails up, up boxes and i'm like they are kind of cool so i do do some like the poses but i try not to copy most of their style because i'm like i do want to make it my own style along with my video so i try to make it kind of I use some of the kind of techniques that some thumbnails do, but I try to make it like my own. Yeah, I I really get that as well. Like I uh, just recently did an experiment with my video where I I made two different thumbnails, and then uh, it's still ongoing right now. And <laughs> I made two <laughs> different thumbnails and had one up for a couple of weeks, and then wrote down all the uh analytics and then made a second thumbnail and it's up right now and then i just uh i'm gonna uh, compare the analytics by the end of the two weeks or so and then see which one uh performed better yeah some people don't focus on their thumbnails and stuff i'm like thumbnails they're your editing your your animation every single bit of your movie it it matters it when you watch a movie you don't just see that they put most of their effort into the the movie they put effort a lot of effort into the thumbnail because the thumbnail makes you want to click the movie or watch it on youtube or pay for it at the movie theater and the description makes you like the description of a movie makes you want to either pay the money to watch it or you're like that seems stupid everything matters in a movie and most some people just focus on what their sets look like or everything but i'm like everything matters for a movie you should put all your effort into the thumbnail the description how your movie looks of course that always matters because if they do end up clicking it you do want them to enjoy it but everything matters to people wanting to watch it and just to click it yeah, um, I that's something I only realized recently that uh, the thumbnails are a lot more important than 
I thought they were. Um, so I, I definitely, yeah, I had to um, try and learn how to make more like clickable thumbnails. Um, so I, I think I'm I'm improving a bit uh, since like a couple years ago when I used to just use an image from part of the video or something. Um, yeah, but the thumbnail is definitely important and um yeah like also another thing is like trailers for stuff people would uh, really try and add a lot of suspense to them to get people to try and find out what happens next in the the actual thing so yeah trailers are important as well i'd say yeah you can put some effort into it if like your movie is gonna come out in two years or whatever because some people have made their movie and they put a trailer out that's coming in two years like the batman movie they even marvel has still put out their uh i mean dc duh or whoever but they've still put out their trailer out and that movie's not planned on until coming out until next year or maybe in another year depending on what's going on with everything but they they didn't put official trailer they just put a little bit they showed his car and they showed his and they showed um and they showed him in a suit. They so th that that mini trailer it can make you like, ooh, I'm gonna subscribe to this channel because I want to see how the official trailer is gonna look, how it's gonna look, everything. So even mini trailers like that, because some people I've seen do mini trailers and they put so much work into a mini trailer. But now the mini trailers you could put a little bit less work into it because it's not the official trailer and. You should put work into that trailer, but it can just be a little bit more of them. You're just showing a city or a photo and you're just typing words of, you know, something, a little thing. But some people type too many words and it's like, you could cut this because it, it is a little bit much. And if you just do that, I think sometimes the animation and the film makes it a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah, I think it's that whole thing of, like, the more hype that you build up around, like, uh, Marvel fans or something for, like, Infinity War or Endgame. Like, there was a crazy amount of hype and everything, and then it really helped the movie um, in, like, the box office stuff. Um, yeah, so I think, like, yeah, the mini trailers, like you were saying, really help build up the, the hype for... Um, projects and yeah, yeah, I think always. they're really cool as well. Yes. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to um close off the the podcast with? Uh, no, we can end it. All right, cool. Um, thanks for uh coming along and uh sharing your different things that you uh, that we talked about. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, where can people find you and uh, subscribe to your stuff? Uh, if I do end up making a, 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 well, I do have a YouTube channel. I just haven't uh, posted videos on it, but it will be uh, Framework 5. That's going to be the name of it, or is the name of it. Okay, cool. Um, I'll leave the, the link in the description. Okay. So Great. that people can, can find it. Um, yeah, but thanks for coming on and talking about 
all the different things that we talked about. Yeah, no problem. Um, this is actually the first episode as well, so this is really good for a first episode and just in general. An hour and eighteen minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Decent long podcast. I find I think longer podcasts kind of make it more enjoyable. So yeah. Yeah.